So good morning, listeners, and welcome to Sacred Space, coming from our Come and See studio here in Ada. My name is John Keeley. Thank you again for joining me this morning. And it's the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time, the 18th of the 18th of November, getting close to the end of the church's year. Joining me in studio, as usual, Shane Ambrose. Good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, John. How are we keeping? John, we couldn't get much closer to the end of the church's year. Sunday week is the Feast of Christ <laughs> the King. <laughs> uh, you know, something just to remind listeners now that it's not too far away. In the meantime, thank you again, listeners, for joining us. Um, of course, as people know, at this particular stage, this programme is broadcast on West Limit 102 Local Radio, 10am Sunday mornings, 11pm Sunday night. And a podcast to this and previous programmes are available on our blog, which is www.sacredspace102.blogspot.com and also on iTunes by searching Come and See Inspirations. As usual, we'd remind people that can contact us again, and please do contact us, with any suggestions, um, comments, music choices, uh, maybe guest choices. Uh, you can text us by 87 That's 87 or you can email us, and that's on sacredspace, one or two at gmail.com. Now, Saints for the Week, Shane, I suppose you're going to bring us around the world again. Let's see where you're going to start. Um, well, we'll see how we go. So, um, in terms of this week, as John said, it's the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. So, we're in the 33rd week in Ordinary Time, and those praying to Psalter were on week one. Now, today also happens to be the World Day of the Poor, which Francis, Pope Francis set up in his apostolic letter, Miscordia et Misera, during the year of the Jubilee Year of Mercy. And the day is celebrated, or sorry, it was established, um, it served as the worthiest way to prepare for the celebration of the solemnity of Christ the King who identified with the little ones and the poor and who will judge us on our works of mercy. So that's what today is, Sunday, World Day of the Poor. So Monday, the 19th of November, it's the feast day of St. Pontian. Pontian was a pope. Uh, In the uh, Roman calendar, he is on the 19th of November. He was the son of Calpurnus. I have no idea why that's significant. He was elected Pope in 230. He ended a number of schisms, or schisms, I think is how you pronounce the word. And then um, he exiled uh, St. Hippolytus uh, to Sardinia. And then, sorry, he was exiled with St. Hippolytus uh, to Sardinia, where he ended up working in the mines. And then he abdicated the papacy on the 20th of September 235 so that a new pope could be elected. And he died uh, from the treatment in the mines uh, and he was, his remains were brought back to Rome and buried in the catacombs of St. Callistus. Uh, so that's Pope St. Poncin. Then on Tuesday, we have the feast day of St. Cyprian of Calimese. Now, this guy, I hadn't heard of him before, I'll be honest. He's an Italian saint, died in 1190 at the monastery of San Nicola in Calimese in Italy of natural causes. Um, he is obviously of Italian extraction. He studied medicine himself. He was a monk at a monastery in Calana in Italy at the age of 25. And then he became a very famous hermit on family lands, spending 20 years in prayer meditation and growing his own food, interestingly enough. Uh, word of his learning spread and people then came, obviously were attracted to him for his advice. And then he was elected abbot of a monastery at the age of 60 at the request of the monks. So that's who we have on the Tuesday. Now, Wednesday is the feast day of the 21st, uh, sorry, is the, the 21st of November is the feast day of the presentation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Now, for various religious congregations around the world, it's a particular day because it is a day that they will uh, new uh, members of the congregation of various religious congregations uh, make their vows and professions, mm-hmm. and I know in my own family it's a day that my aunts 
uh, would have made their professions long, long ago when they entered the the Sisters of Nazareth. So a uh, happy, happy, happy anniversary uh, to to all those who would be celebrating. Yeah. Obviously, it deals with the presentation of Mary by her parents Anne and Joachim. It's a feast that originated in the Eastern Church and was included on our calendar in the 16th century. And it speaks, of course, of Mary being offered uh, in the temple. Then on the 22nd of November, we have a biggie, St. Cecilia. Now, uh, she's a biggie in the sense that she is the patron saint of music and musicians. Mm -hmm. And she is one of the saints who is one of the women saints, I should say, uh, who is listed in the Eucharistic prayer number one, or what was the canon of the mass. And she was martyred because she refused to worship the Roman gods and was beheaded. Now, the interesting thing about St. Cecilia was for many years, there was a statue of her remains in the catacombs of St. Callistus. And she was laid out in such a way that her hands made the symbol of the two and the three. Now, what people say to me is, if you ever watch the Pope, well, not Francis, but before him, the two signifies, the two fingers Mm -hmm. would signify the divinity and the humanity of Christ. And the bent three fingers represented the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit. Uh, so that was just an interesting thing with, well, with Saint Cecilia. Okay. Yeah. So she's the patron saint of music and musicians. So happy feast day to all those, mm-hmm. and particularly to those that are involved in the ministry of music in churches, and particularly in the diocese. Yeah. Now, the 23rd of November is the feast day of Saint Columban. Now, I always have to check this one out when I open it up because I often get this one wrong. So, yes, it's St. Columban or St. Columbanus. Uh, was the monk a banger and then he went on pilgrimage for Christ, Paragazio Purcriste. And he set out with 12 companions to Burgundy in France and then he set off across Europe setting up monasteries in Angres, Luxeil, Fontaine and of course the famous one is the one at Bobbio near Genoa in Italy where he died in 615. And he's remembered as one of the greatest of the Irish missionary monks. So that's St. Columbanus mm-hmm. whose feast day is on the 23rd of November. Then on the 24th which is the Saturday Saturday, we have the feast day of the uh, what you call sorry the the, 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 the Vietnamese martyrs Saint Andrew Dunlac and his companions, and also on the Irish calendar we have the feast day of Saint Coleman, and Saint Coleman is associated with the diocese of Cloyne, uh, so it's part of uh, East Cork. Uh, he was barred by profession, influenced by St. Brendan to become a priest, and his apostolate was in his cork. So that's who we have on the 24th of November. And then, of course, as I said, next Saturday then would be the vigil of the Feast of Christ the King. So that's what we have, John, in terms of the saints. Thanks for that, say. So, uh, just a few little notices, um, actually, from the Newcastle West uh, Bulletin uh, newsletter here. I just want to bring to people's attention. First of all, the annual Advent Retreat, Newcastle West Advent Retreat, is open to people from all parishes. It takes place on Saturday, the 1st of December, in Advert Retreat Centre. Bus leave in the church, uh, at Newcastle West, at 8.15. He'll be back at 5.30. So if you want to book a place as soon as possible, maybe give a, a ring there to the sacristy or ring in the parish office. It's 069-61816. That's 069-61816. So, and as well as that, just as John mentions, Advent and Advent retreats, just to flag to people, obviously, over the next couple of weeks, there'll be different Advent things coming up. And I just want to point out the Advent at the Abbey which is in Glenstall Abbey over the season of Advent. Now, we will have Father Luke McNamara on the programme next week, John. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, we're not sure. Tis, He's coming tis, on the programme. It's next week. Tis, next week yeah. So Father Luke will be on the programme to talk about yeah, next yeah. week. But just to flag it to people, uh, it's Sunday evenings the, sun, uh, the of the Sundays of Advent, the first, second and... 
third Sunday of Advent, there'll be retreats, or many retreats for an hour, hour and a half in the libraries in Glenstall. And Father Luke McMahon will be on next week next to talk to us about it. As, as he did last year, I mm-hmm. believe. Okay, the second, in, uh, the second item on the news, <coughs> and the news le- and, and the mentioned on the Newcastle West newsletter is about lecture divina. Of course, Shane knows about this, I know about this, and most people who've been on the programme, actually from time to time, know all about lecture divina. It's held, actually, at 8.10 to 9.10 in the Newcastle West um, Paris Centre, in Newcastle West. And the idea is, uh, Father Frank uh, actually uh, put a notice there in the newsletter, asking people maybe maybe to begin the church's new year, uh, the first weekend in December, by considering um, coming to the meeting on Monday night, 8.10 to 9.10, said, in the Newcastle West Paris Centre, where there's about uh, between 14 and 20 of us, it varies, um, you usually go through the Sunday Gospel. Uh, it's, you don't really have to do anything at all, really. If you want to participate, fine, in, t- in terms of making a comment. But maybe just sit back there and take in what Father Frank um, invites us, actually, to think about and to share with each other what uh, the gospel has to do with ourselves. Very important, and hopefully within the next few weeks we might be able to bring a few little box pops from members of that group who might be able to just let us know why, in fact, they are coming to Lecture Divina all those years. I think it's been going on for about 12 or 13 years, Shane, at this particular stage. And just one last thing, I just want to mention, people might uh, might know of this guy, Father Solanus Casey. Uh, so the story of Father... He's a Capuchin. Uh, that's right. In Father, America. In America, mm. right, a Capuchin. Yeah, he's a porter in his friary whose humble life and self, uh, self-effacement and prayer drew graces of healing, both spiritual and physical, to those who sought his help. Next Saturday, 9 o'clock, EWTN. So just before we go for our first bit of music, we'll pray the spiritual communion prayer, and this is especially for those people who can't receive Jesus at Mass this morning. My Jesus, I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul. I embrace you as already there. I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. So my first bit of music this morning is taken by the worship singers, the integrity workers, worship singers, and this one is entitled We Are One Body. So let's do this.
Sacred Space. Okay, so welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley. Thank you again for staying with me. And of course, John, still staying with me inside studio here, is Shane Ambrose. Now, a number of weeks ago, I happened to be reading the Irish Catholic as usual, and I came across a very interesting piece. It was actually written by Breeder O'Brien, and she was letting us know about a bright idea that was the brainchild of my next guest, um, the idea being to celebrate Bright Friday rather than Black Friday. So, delighted to welcome on to the programme this morning, Martina Lehan Sheehan. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed for coming on. I, I, in fact, myself and Martina have met before because Martina... Amongst other things, you give talks and retreats and so on and so forth. And in fact, you've written books and all sorts of stuff. But um, maybe you might fill us in a little bit on your background there. What sort of work do you do, Martina? Uh, well, I work in the area of retreat work and psychotherapy. I do one-to-one uh, counselling and psychotherapy, spiritual direction, and I uh, give retreats. And I write books. <laughs> so that's about it. <laughs> and you write books. I love the way she throws that in at the end. <laughs> And it's all kind of on the same spirituality and psychology. (coughs) And I think a very interesting thing about the books, uh, when when we were were chatting about the programme early on during the week, is the proceeds of your books go to a very worthwhile cause, I believe. They do indeed, yeah. They go to Chernobyl Children International. And uh, that's just something I, I... you know, writing wasn't my my main career, it was more of a pastime. And I said, as you know, I'd like to give it to a, something bigger than myself. <laughs> so, Turnover Children International uh, was my. Well and done. I'm delighted that. It has meant so much to this. It's a great joy, really. And just just in case people are wondering, what are the books we're talking about? Martina's books. She uh, they were and they were bestsellers, or they were very high on the charts, as if I remember. Martina, there was it was they see- were, yeah. yeah, it was mm-hmm. seeing anew. It was awakening to life's lessons. And the other one was whispers in the stillness, mindfulness, and spiritual awakening. And I think you've another one. Another one due out. There was another one then last year. Um, there were two of them actually last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was called Surprised by Fire, which is a hardback, a heavy, a thick book. And then there was one called Waiting in Mindful Hope, which was really um, not made for any season, but it has been particularly recommended for the Advent season. 
Okay, very good. But as John said this morning, you're on to tell us about this bright idea you had. I'm curious. I'm all agog to hear what it is because I actually don't know anything about it. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe, for, maybe first of all, before you speak about Bright Friday, maybe people mightn't have a clue what Black Friday is. Can you tell us what Black Friday is, Martina? <clears throat> Well, I suppose Black Friday is going to be upon us very shortly, and we'll recognise it when we see cars bumper to bumper uh, heading for the sales, and we'll see um, apparent price uh, reductions on everything, and huge queues in shops and so on. It's, we've taken it from America, really, and for the last couple of years, Black Friday has been on Friday at the end of November. It's going to be on the 23rd this year. Uh, when the sales will, you know, the place will be black, really, with people looking for bargains for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, as opposed to Black Friday, you come up with this bright idea of Bright Friday? It's <laughs> <laughs> a bright idea, I suppose. It was really two years ago, I think. It started when I was launching my book, Waiting in Mindful Hope, and um, it was coming out just before Advent. And it, uh, we were driving to Dublin, and it was on the Friday of Black Friday, and cars were bumper to bumper, and everyone searching for their mystical crock of gold at the end of their shopping list. And we were heading out to Avila Retreat Centre to run a little um, prayer service, I suppose, for Advent, uh, a candlelit one. And I thought, oh, we should call ours Bright Friday. So, so we we called it Bright Friday, and then the following week, um, I was contacted by Columbo Press, which is the author, which are the publishers of one, one of my books, and they asked me would I host a Bright Friday event in St Nicholas's Church in Dublin, um, and then also in Wilton in Cork, uh, they they uh, borrowed the idea as well and ran it there. And this year it's going to be run again in in Cork on the 23rd of of November. So it's really sort of an antidote to the commercialism that um, takes over on Black Friday. And it's creating an alternative. Um, Bright Friday, we do a candlelight event of uh, reflection, meditation, music, scripture and so on. And um, it's, as I said, just a, a kind of an antidote a different ripple to the ripple that's created by all the sales and the, and the consumers around Black Friday. And so if people wanted to hold something similar, how would you suggest yeah, to go about it? If they want to do something similar, like, for example, now on the 23rd in, in St. Joseph's Church, Wilton, what, uh, what we're doing is there's going to be a full day of uh, quiet prayer, soft music, where people can come in at any time during the day. It's right next to the shopping centre. And then at 7.30 in the night, we do uh, uh, an hour of um, scripture, meditation, reflection and music. And so I suppose people might, at this stage, they might want to start organising it, but they could come along to that and maybe think about, uh, it would take a little bit of planning. It might be next year before mm. before they might have it up and running. But it's kind of, it's it seems to be gathering momentum gradually, you know, and it's really creating. And, you know, people could just create space in their home that, that day, yeah. uh, creating a little quiet space, because I, I think everything impacts, you know. So any little choices we make impact on, 
on the, the, the huge stress and the rush and so on that's going to be happening on that day, you know, it's, it's 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 got a little bit crazy. I think it's Black Friday, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's an interesting one, Martina. Of course, because it's um it's it's as you said, it's something we brought over from the US, and in the US, yes. of course, it's the Friday after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving which of course is the big exactly. which is the big national holiday in the United States That's of America. Right. And but That's as right. as it is with many things, we we borrow from our American cousins. We seem to yes. pick up the excesses and the bad side of it, to sort of kind of to put it that Indeed. way. Indeed, yeah, because it's merely without a context here, you know, mm. it's without a context, but it's, um, it's, it's something, I suppose, that everyone thinks that they must take part in, and, mm. and look, we all, I love a bargain, which one of us doesn't, you know, mm. and we do get a little buzz, maybe women more than men, I don't know, mm. we do get a little buzz from retail therapy, you know, mm. and that's harmless enough. Mm. But I suppose, unfortunately, it does give a message out that, you know, that our happiness depends on the on, on this kind of a materialistic sort of a, a pursuit. Mm. And, um, I mean, I think by all means go to the bargains on Black Friday and enjoy it. But I think we also need to be sending a message out that um, for the next couple of weeks between now and Christmas, we are taking in subtle messages that um, that we can uh, alter our happiness level by attainment mm. and and position and uh, and so on. And it's not a great message for our well-being, you know. Exactly. And I suppose part part of even what drew me to create this is that a lot of research has been done, even in the last while in in psychology, and that around uh, how much external um, events like shopping or buying something that they do give us a small lift in happiness <coughs> believe it believe it or not it can only increase a happiness level by 10% and that's very small <laughs> so unfortunately the advertising world tells us that it will increase our happiness by 100% you know? so it's minimal what mm. it will do for us long term for our well-being it's an interesting I suppose it's an interesting symptom if you like of uh, a malaise or a problem where we seem to be elongating certain periods of time throughout the year. Mm. So, for example, the, you know, this year I think the whole thing was about in some shops the ridiculousness of the Christmas stuff starting in August, and okay. then you know uh, the, the 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 whole thing now where Halloween is no longer just the October thirty first, mm. but mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you had the whole discussion and debate about people dressing up graveyards with skeletons and so on this year, which was absolutely yeah. you know someone said, oh, did we move yeah. to Mexico? You know, it's it's not Irish <laughs> yeah. at all. Now no, you know, and like no. you said, you know, the the whole thing of Black Friday, it's almost like bringing the Christmas sales back before Christmas. You know, exactly. You yeah. know, and it's kind and you of see, I suppose, yeah. It's disjoint, also, disjointing people. Indeed, and it's also kind of squeezing out the whole. You know, I suppose Advent is such a beautiful season. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, you know, we're putting such an emphasis now on the the material that Advent is getting lost, and I think um, people need we need those seasons are not just spiritually but our hearts and our minds and our bodies need mm. them you know not to be always um and as you said not to be starting so early but there is a beautiful season of advent um coming up in the next couple of weeks you know that, that will be 
just lovely if we could protect us, you know, but it's not so easy. Mm. I, 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 we, we're, we're, we're big fans of Advent on this program, as our listeners know. No, and, good, uh, we good, don't, we, tr- we try to minimize the mention of the C word, the Christmas word, until yeah, it's absolutely exactly. oh, required. That's wonderful. But wonderful. Um, you know, yeah. as you said, like Advent, if you like, it's the season almost of inoculation before Christmas. You know, it Christmas. Is, you know, yeah. it, and and it's it's something I suppose which. Um, to enjoy the Christmas, you want you to properly enjoy the Christmas. You really mm, need um, to enter yeah. into Advent in in its in its full complexity, I suppose. And that was one of the and, things. Yeah. yeah, and that was one of the things I loved about the uh, John living with uh, an Orthodox community in, in in Lebanon. Their Advent was actually yeah. six weeks, mm-hmm. and not only uh-huh. was and yeah, not only yeah. was it the six weeks, but it was also a fasting season. It was like a minor yeah. Lent. You know, in indeed, real preparation, indeed. you know, so you could yeah. enjoy your Christmas dinner, you know. Yeah. But sorry, yeah. Martina, back to and your of, idea. And of course, there's, mm. there's other ways, um, you know, we can fast from from Facebook and we can fast mm. from gossip. And there's so many things that we can do, mm. uh, which would also help our well-being as well as our spirituality. But, you know, I, I've been very heartened on that, you know, the little book there, Waiting in Mental Hope, that I brought out for Advent. And it's just been bought up by the American market. And believe it or not, it's gone on their bestseller list. Um, so I'm saying, gosh, I only heard that during the week, actually. And I'm saying, I was thrilled. I suppose it's nice to hear that. It's flattering. But also, that Advent actually exists. You know, mm, that yes, people yeah. want it, you know. Really so, Martina, if people want to know a little bit more or find out a little bit more about um, your, your your retreats and so on and so forth, have you got a website, by the way, first of all? Indeed, yeah, there's a website and it offers free tips on kind of minding your mental health and well-being and so on. And it's Cork Wellbeing Counselling, www.corkwellbeingcounselling.ie, you know, and there are little tips of that. And and I give retreats all the time. Uh the next one, I don't know when the next one, Advent probably. And um, if you go on the website, the upcoming retreat should be on it. Um, but we also do little free reflections uh, called Sabbath Space every Sunday evening. And if anybody wants to, it's an email you receive with a free uh, little reflection just to help you for the week, I suppose. Um, you're more than welcome to be on that list. Uh, but you just need to email us, uh, my husband and myself, the email, I'll give you the email now as well. Okay, good. Is uh, Rua, that's R U E H, Rua 06 at aircom.net. Rua 06 at aircom.net. And it just gives an idea of me. Um, we give little reflections every week that, you know, <laughs> fine nourishing, a little bit of nourishment for the week, spiritual nourishment. Perfect. Listen, Shane, we might be able to put that information up in our blog. Yeah, I'll, later link, on. I'll, link, I'll link it up. I'll link them both. <laughs> Listen, Martina, thank you very much, Nick, for coming on. Um, Pleasure. I, I certainly Ooh. enjoyed the time when I spent uh, a few days with you with some people here locally in Limerick there. I think last Indeed, year, I do part. remember. I do remember, yeah. <laughs> now, whilst I was there, you actually had a beautiful CD, which I, I've enjoyed. It's um, yeah. Beyond Mindfulness, Guided Meditations and Lyrics. And on that one, you really had some beautiful um, inspiration meditation, morning meditation, uh, midday meditation, and evening meditation. We've actually played the morning meditation previously on on the program here. But what oh, I, what, what I intend you. doing now, uh, just before we leave you, is to play the midday meditation just briefly. 
Why yeah. would somebody have a midday meditation? You usually have a morning meditation and an evening meditation. What, 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 a midday meditation, I haven't heard too much about them. Well, you know, in the past, like the Celtic Christian monks, and you know, um, had little pause, well, not just little, but had uh, uh, prayed at different stages of the day and had blessings for different stages of the day. And we've kind of lost that. I know in monastic uh, monasteries and so on, they still do that. But all of us, you know, we need to punctuate the day with pausing because we have busy lives and busy minds. And to actually be able to pause and tune in to the spirit in the morning and in the midday and in the evening would hugely enrich our day. So I try to do that myself. I don't always. I sometimes do it, but I try to do it, and it does add uh, a huge enrichment to, to my own day and to other people that I've been speaking to as well. So I think it's fairly going back to our our Celtic Christian rhythm that was that was so natural to, to us uh, and trying to integrate that back into busy lives. So if people want to get a copy of this CD, I'd, I'd certainly advise it myself. It's Beyond Mindfulness, Guided Meditations and Lyrics, Pat and Martina Lahan Sheehan. Now, of course, uh, your husband, Pat, um, actually sings on the CD too. So immediately after listening to the meditation, we're going to listen to that beautiful hymn, uh, I Am the Vine. And before we leave the programme later on this evening, later on this morning, we, we, we're going to have a gospel reflection, and you've also suggested a piece of music for that, which is only in God's. We, we might play that after the gospel later on. But in the meantime, Martina, thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. Thank you. And, and if, people wanted, if people wanted to get the meditation uh, CD, it's available in Veritas uh, or online as well. Perfect job. Mm-hmm. Listen, in, enjoy the Advent. And you, and have a, have a bright, bright Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I like that bit. Martina, thank you so much for coming on. Pleasure. Bye-bye. Thank now. you. Bye-bye, now. Bye-bye, Bye-bye for now. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Welcome to this midday meditation. The Desert Fathers and Mothers in the 3rd and 4th century A.D., practiced what they called watchfulness. Watchfulness had certain concepts that reflect what today we call mindfulness. They advised that we carry a cell of silence within us throughout the day. When people came to them for advice, they simply said, take the cell with you, it will teach you everything. Taking the cell with us is simply carrying an inner stillness and returning to it regularly throughout the day. This is what Jesus did when he took quiet spaces to be nourished, renewed, especially during the busiest times of his life. Likewise for us, in that silence, we discover an interconnected unity where we are one with God with others with our authentic self the mystic John of the Cross said that the entire universe is a sea of love in which we are all engulfed but we tend to separate ourselves from that reality when we follow the dictates of the false self. 
we separate ourselves from that sea of love when we are over-identifying with our role, with our illusory independence. And so we sever from our true self, from the ground of our being. Ego is a word that is often used to describe this illusory separate self. However, the more we seek stillness, the more the ego fades into the background. The soul self then begins to navigate our lives. Take time now to return and to remain in that presence of stillness. Rest your hands on the lap and allow your feet to be firmly placed on the ground. Take a breath. Be with the rise and fall of your breathing. You will notice thoughts passing by Maybe thoughts about things that happened earlier in the day, unfinished conversations, a comment that you're still analysing perhaps, a misinterpretation. The mind tends to ruminate going over and over again. If only, or maybe it's saying, what if... Allow all those if-onlys and what-ifs to be like clouds passing and return to the moment. Maybe you notice the critic getting active with a list of shoulds and should-nots and comparisons. Just notice all this mental activity and how it draws you away from the present moment. Again, by feeling your feet on the ground, notice that your body is here in the moment, even if your mind is gone elsewhere. Return to the body, to the breath. Notice the sounds outside the room. Maybe sounds of traffic or birds or people's voices. Just allow them to be. And do the same thing with the thoughts. Allowing them to be like a background sound. Return to the stillness within you, to your centre of consciousness, 
where your spirit is connected to God's spirit. Jesus says, Make your home in me as I make mine in you. I am the vine, you are the branch. Just rest, receiving that divine energy. It is not something that you make happen. You simply receive it. You dispose yourself by opening your hands, stilling your mind, as if the energy from the vine is flowing into the branch. With each breath, allow yourself to let go a little and to receive. Hear the words again. Remain in me as I remain in you. Allow even one word to rest on your heart so that each time the mind tries to take you off, that one word brings you back. Maybe the word home or the word remain. Are the word rest. Make your home in me as I make mine in you. Remain in my love. Allow the words of the song to transition you from this meditation into the rest of your day. I am the vine, you are the branch. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Stretch its roots into the living 
Sacred Space. So welcome back again to the third part of Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley, still joined by Shane Ambrose. And of course, this part of the program is where we read and reflect on the Word of God, the Sunday Gospel. And before that, Shane usually prays a prayer before reading and reflecting on Scripture. Thank you, Shane. Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your words, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this word reverently, attentively, and humbly. May we not despise this word. But receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us, so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed, nor our minds wander. But may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this, Father, in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Gospel for today, which is the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time, the 18th of November. And this is taken again, uh, not too many more of them, from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13, verse 24 to 32. Jesus said to his disciples, In those days, after the time of distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will lose its brightness. The stars will come falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send the angels to gather his chosen from the four winds, from the ends of the world to the ends of the heaven. Take the the fig tree as a parable. As soon as its twigs grow supple and its leaves come out, you know the summer is near. So with you. When you see these things happening, know that he is near, at the very gates. I tell you solemnly, before this generation has passed away, all these things will have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words 
will not pass away. But as for that day or of the, uh, but as for that day or hour, nobody knows it. Neither the angels of heaven, nor the Son, no one but the Father. So I say that's the gospel for today, the thirty-third Sunday in ordinary time. Just a little reflection there, just before Shane comes in, just to finish off the reflection side of it. I suppose in in today's gospel we also we hear of darkness and distress and so on and so forth. Yeah, this gospel is referring to the end of time. But we hear good news, good hope too, that the Son of Man will be seen coming in great power and glory. And we're also told that he'll send his, his angels to gather his chosen. I like this one that I picked up during the week, actually, something similar to that. Lord, we remember with gratitude the times of crisis in our own lives. Our spouse proved unfaithful. We lost our job. We fell into serious sin. We learned that we were seriously ill. We lost someone dear to us. Our world fell apart in those days. After the time of distress, the sun was darkened and the sun lost its brightness and the stars come falling from heaven and the great powers of heaven were shaken. But you did not abandon us. In the midst of all that turmoil, we received a great grace. We understood that for the, for the first time the meaning of faith. We discovered inner resources we didn't know we had. Friends rallied round us. We experienced your saving power coming in the clouds with great power and glory and sending your angels to gather us. Your chosen ones who had been scattered to the four winds from the ends of the world to the ends of heaven. That little reflection that I just read there just reminds me, it sums up really what we spoke about at Lecture Divina there on, um, on Monday night last, where, yeah, this gospel is all about the end, the end times and so on and so forth. But that's not the end of the story, like, because we know by our faith that God is waiting for us, Jesus has prepared a way for us, and one day we'll, we'll spend that time in glory <coughs> to enjoy eternal happiness. But until then, we've got to stay where we are. We've got to suffer little bits and pieces of, of dis- discomfort in our lives, and maybe some people have to dis- suffer a little bit more than others. But the bottom line is that, is that there's hope in this gospel and there's hope for ourselves. We all know that there's times when we've had distress in our lives and darkness in our lives, and we wonder how we got through it. But we did get through it. We all know we, we've all had those experiences. So maybe today it's important for us, yes, to recognise that the, that the end of time is coming. Sure, and, and as Sharon mentioned to us a few weeks ago, yes, we're all going to die. But we know that's not the end of the story. There's something greater waiting for us. Sharon, we've got a few minutes left. You want to share any thoughts about this off? Yeah, um, I suppose <clears throat> the gospel today can be a bit unnerving, I think is the easiest way to, to, to describe it. And it's interesting, actually, I was just looking at the order for the next week uh, when we're going through the readings every day at Mass. They're all taken from the books of the Apocalypse, otherwise known as the Book of Revelation. And I suppose it's important for us to remember that, you know, today is the second last Sunday of the Church's liturgical year. And... At this time, it's traditional to present the knowledge of what's called the ends of times. And I suppose the, the message that Jesus, the message is that, you know, Jesus is the beginning and the end of all things. Uh, the, as we say it as, as we say it at Easter during the, the Paschal Vigil, at Easter, Sunday, Easter, Easter Saturday night, Holy Saturday night, he is the Alpha and the Omega. Um, all things exist and in true him. And, you know, when we look around the world, as you said, John, there's so much in terms of suffering and hardship and pain, corruption. 
Um, but we also, as you said, have this message of hope. Because that is the promise that's there, that Jesus will be there for us as, you know, no matter what. And the thing about it is, the end of times can be interpreted two ways. It can be seen as, you know, what will be the consummation of the world, um, which is the teaching, and it's not something we hear very often. But we can also look at it from the point of view of end of our own lives and the consummation of our lives and the debt that we're going to have. So it's just something for, you know, for us to think about that, you know, it can seem traumatic and stressful. And, that, you know, it's 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 interesting. We, you know, we started the month of November reflecting on death and grief and momentum more I am preparing for death. And the last Sunday has come something similar for us to think about. The, 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 to be careful with this week's gospel, if you're reflecting it and you're, you're taking it during the week for your lexio, you know, the language that's used is very traditional in terms of the ideas of the Old Testament coming from the book of Daniel and the book of Maccabees. Um, the descriptions are not understood literally as pro- as prophecy. That's, yeah. you know, that's mm. the church's take mm-hmm. on it. Although some people would, 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 would look at it that way. But we look to the inner meanings of what's being described, you know, about the, the cosmic disturbances, about things that, in, you know, will come and tell us of the coming of God. And just, you know, they, it's just to be careful of that when you're reflecting on it. But the reminder of us always is that at the end of it, there is a message of hope uh, in terms of um, Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus will be there for us at, at, at the end. Shane, thank you very much thank you for that. So that about brings us to the end of the programme. Again, uh, thanks to Martina Lahan um, Sheehan for, for joining us in part two. Um, Bright Friday, coming up next Friday, Shane. Don't forget that now. Forget all that stuff you, <laughs> you might hear from some of our famous people on the television who, who are asking, inviting us to go this, that and the other. Maybe take a little bit of time out, a little bit of meditation, a little bit of music, mm-hmm. a little bit of walk in nature and so on and so forth. And as uh, right at the end of the interview, I, I, I asked Martina what bit of music she'd like us to play, and she actually went through the gospel for today. And her piece, of, her choice of music was, was a nice one, I think. It's only in God, and I think just listen to the words, and I, I think it really sums it all up. Re- regardless of all the all the darkness and distresses we have, and problems we have in terms of health and so on and so forth, and worries in the world, there's only really one person we can really rely on and put all our faith on, and that's in God. So, for myself and Shane next week, let's go out with this piece of music, and this one is sung only by only in God, and this is sung by Patrick Sheehan. So, next week now. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye. Only in God is my soul at rest. In Him comes my salvation. He only is my rock, my strength and my salvation. My stronghold, my Savior, I shall not be afraid at all, my stronghold, my Savior.
Sacred Space 